Welcome everybody to this latest edition of Like It or Not. I am your host, Big Ben Shady. And um, I hear from today, driving in my car, getting off of work. I'm ready to go pick up my daughter once again. And today's topic, we're going to talk about friends. I'm going to go into a brief little story about friends. My little history, I want to share a story about something recently with my wife and her friends who kind of flaked out and kind of irritates the hell out of me, but, you know, hey, you know, what can I say, you know, but I'm going to tell that more, go into that story more. As always, follow me on social media, my regular Facebook, Ben Marcheski, Twitter, Benjela12, uh, Instagram, the Polish guy you love to hate. Do any of the other ones. Um, give a shout out to my boy Whiskey Nick and his podcast, Keep It Down. He's always got good stuff. Um, yeah, probably get together with him soon, try to get Nufo Gia board and do a little Godzilla podcast reaction and whatever little topics else we got. Uh, stay tuned for myself too after this one today the next one I'm going to do is uh, finish up my series Make Wrestling Great Again Part 5 I'm going to go into a quick discussion with uh, TNA during their high time uh, AEW which I love you know that's my favorite wrestling promotion right now kind of takes you back to the yesterday years in the 90's and early 2000's we don't even really watch WWE anymore um yeah, uh, I can give a special shout out to my uh, one of my newest fans. Known this guy for a while, my boy Cameron. Went to school with him. He's been sending me messages on Twitter, praising or not praising, but thanking me, you know, for the good podcast. And enjoys what I've been talking about, spewing off. I appreciate that, Cam. Thank you very much, sir. Just keep listening. Stay tuned. Um, let's talk today's topic, friends. How many of us have been friends, the ones you can depend on? No, I'm not going to go into whole detail of uh, singing Houdini. Just wanted to say about friends, you know, you have your true faithful friends that stick with you no matter what. You meet friends early on in life. Friends come and go, you know. God has us all set up in the inner plan in life, you know. Blesses you with friends early on. The friends he knows that are supposed to be there with you, they will stay with you for the longest period of time. He gives you friends early on, and then friends, you know, those friends go away, and they start their own life, and they're on to their next chapter in life, and they meet other people, and, you know, it's just weird how it's all stirring a big pot of gumbo, your friendship, you know, it's crazy, um, starting out, I'd say, when you're little, you really don't make friends, you're pretty much, I think your friends are created for you by your parents, they get to, you know, get, they come across other kids, you know, and their kids' parents through preschool, early on in kindergarten, first grade, you know, the groups of parents, you know, get together, hey, how about your kid get together with my kid, we'll have a play date, you know, oh yeah, that sounds good, you know, and that, and then the kids get together for a play date. years go by early on, you know, your kids are together for playdates and stuff like that. Kids, you know, they're young, they don't really speak yet, or they do don't speak as much. And they're playing, everything goes well, you know. They like your toys, you like their toys. You know, the parents come to your house. You know, you go to the parents' house. In some cases, parents, you know, the kids might only come to one house the other parents and the other kids may be ashamed and don't want the kids to come over to 
that person's house because their their houses, you know, might be crud, might be dirt poor, might be embarrassed, you know. And then that kid might not, one kid might not get to go over and see the other kid, you know. That kid might wind up just coming over to your, you know, your place and that, and, um, you know, hang out and play, you know. Or if the kids are playing together and a play date and everything, <coughs> the parents might not get along that great, you know. Some parents might have different views, different ways of life. Parents might be thrown off on personality. One parent might not like the other parent's personality. You might see a play date go wrong after one play date. You know, they leave on a high note and they leave with an excuse, you know. Oh, oh yeah, things went well. Uh, I'll give you a call or I'll message you on Facebook and uh, we'll get the next play date together. And then that play date never happens. You know, you know when that, you know, falls through... It's basically because the parents didn't really mesh and bond together for chemistry. So, you know, two kids get together for play dates. You know, it might not work off or work well. It might not work well to where, you know, you ain't going to get another play date. Um... My daughter right now, she's getting some play dates, but not many. We did a play date with a, a little one she had from her school, her preschool, and the you know the girl's parent. We wound up we wound up trading off. We wound up going to her birthday party, which was a Halloween party mixed in together. Seemed like everything went well, and that and. Uh, my daughter had her birthday in March, and that, that girl from preschool come over, and she played, had a good time. Parents ate, and got to talk to them a little bit, and, and uh, you know, and then they left, and we really haven't heard from them in a while. And I know COVID right now, a lot of people are still scared that it's the bubonic plague, Chernobyl, you know. They're afraid, you know, to get together and that, and I guess people feel more comfortable once you're vaccinated okay that's understandable on that um, had some play dates together with the neighbor that didn't go well fell through we were always trying to make the effort to get together to schedule the play dates but then the neighbor didn't want to schedule no play dates and then we just got tired of you know if you're going to get do two people get together do things you got to go both ways you know make an effort you make an effort you know not just one person going making the effort all the time you know that gets very tiring that gets similar to you know life in general you know trying to get together with people you just get tired of asking all the time you know but um yeah you know you're growing up as a child, you know, you really don't have that say-so. Then once you get maybe first, second, third grade, you know, and you start making friends, and then they kind of kids, you know, they make their they make their own choices, you know. They bond well, gel well with other kids in school. They laugh, have a good time, share lunches, you know, get together, you know, in school and have a good, you know, their teammates together in gym class. Or they become partners together, you know, doing doing classwork, you know, and they just bond well and they gel well. They get together and, you know, everything's good. Everything clicks. That chemistry level clicks, you know. And that that's my definition of a friend, you know. You, you get together with somebody. It's just two people getting together. You share the same views. You share the same lifestyle. You got a lot in common. You have humor, you know, one person can make the other person laugh, you know. They, you know, this other person, they like you, you know, and they want to become your friend. You got continuation, and they all were friends, you know, get together. Hey, let's go play when you're kids, you know. Hey, let's go play. Let's go outside, ride bikes, you know. Let's, let's hang out at the house. Let's play video games, you know. Or, you know, one kid, hey, my mom's cooking up dinner. Come on over, you know, and. 
Likewise, the other kid does that too. You know. And I think that goes all the way till... <coughs> excuse me. I think it goes all the way on to once you get into high school. <coughs> Sorry. You know, it goes on to, goes on to high school. And then sometimes some kids, they get... You know, some kids, well, they're getting to be young adults, teenagers and that. Things happen in life. You know, one kid starts finding his way, takes interest in, in girls. The other kid might not take interest in girls. And then the one, you know, kid goes on, does his own thing. And then you're kind of disappointed. You're left hung out to dry, you know. Damn, you know, quit hanging out with me. That happened to me in high school. I had a couple of friends, you know, that I was friends with since grade school. Things changed, life happened, you know, they wound up getting little part-time jobs, they wound up meeting girls, and I didn't really take interest in the girls right away. It kind of hurt my feelings and upset me a little bit, and just like, hey, you know, what the hell, you know? And that, uh, you know, and one friend in particular was a blessing, you know, I... You know, lost. I was friends with him for the longest time. I thought we were going to be friends for the longest, you know, till we got old and gray, you know, together. And that really didn't happen. I still see this person every now and then. <coughs> but things ain't what they, you know, used to be back in the day in the school days. But when that friend left me and began, got an interest in girls, drove at 16, got him a part-time job that friend left and then I became friends with my close friend brother and today my boy Pernia lives out in Arizona and that we're still friends and everything and we became good friends close bond hung out and did stuff and you know shot darts together in a dirt ball league and you know he moved out to Arizona he had to find his way in life and he got together <laughs> his Mrs. Wright and he's you know girlfriend for the longest time then they got married and, and then he's been out in Arizona now for 10 plus years and I still talk with him discuss on Facebook chat with him text messaging <coughs> um, you know just you know haven't really talked phone conversation in a while you know, we always would be there for each other, you know, and I have my loyalty friends, you know, I'm still loyal with now, Nufo G, Whiskey Nick, you know, they're a phone call away, I can always go and visit them, they can come visit me, we chat on Facebook and Messenger and text messaging, and, you know, we're still good, you know, we're blood brothers, you know, we share a lot of values and we laugh and entertain each other humor. For, you know, I've known these guys for 26 years. They're my blood brothers. You know, if I had brothers, they would be my extra blood brothers. And that makes sense. You know, I'm an only child. But they're friends and they're just good. You know, they're a brother and we're the shield. And that. And I have my thing with whiskey and he's got his buddies, you know, Donnie V and neighbor Larry. And, We've gone to baseball trips with the four horsemen. We're a part of the clique together. And then I'm getting to know them guys a lot more and feel comfortable around them. Me and Whiskey, we've go back to 95 from Woodward Days and and that and, you know, we right off the bat we hit it off good. I went to his house and visited and had birthday parties, stayed the night over there and we listened to music and watched movies stuff and got to hang out with him at his graduation party in 97 and that and we drifted apart we were seven years away from each other I was a little jelly of him at the time he went off and did the college thing you know he was kind of like I got my interpretation from him is that he was going off to college and he was kind of deserting off on his high school friends and everything now I look back, I just understand it's childish. I mean, I understand, you know, some people do go to college, some don't. I didn't get to go to college. And, you know, some people do go to college and you don't see them for a while, you know. 
again, that goes back to God's plan, you know, he takes you away from that friend for the longest time, and then later on in life, he'll bring you back with that friend, you know, meant to be, and that's what happened with me and Whiskey, you know, we had that seven years apart, we didn't see each other, I was doing my thing in life, I got my driver's license in 04, 2004, I wound up working at Libby, finding my way in life, and I still wasn't involved with anybody, and when me and him meshed again, we were at a restaurant and just talking, and, um, you know, we got together again on social media, early Facebook days, the end of the MySpace dying days, <coughs> we only got, we got together and we bond, and he got into his house out in Point Place, and We got together and we, you know, clicked, you know, got to meet his wife, you know, his wife, she's a good, good lady, good person, you know, and we give her the full story, the rundown, how we were friends from high school, we had seven years apart and, and that and all the crazy stuff we did at the lunch table and school and that and, it took her a while to get used to me and know me and know my personality. And, you know, she's glad I'm a part of Whiskey's life. And that, you know, our, our friendship is even stronger than it was, you know, back then. It's stronger now, you know. Um, yeah, I, uh, growing up too, going back in the, in the kid days, growing up, my first few friends, I had a female friend early on in the grade school days. Her, uh, she came around, she was around the same age as me. She come around, her parents moved into the house across the street from my folks. And that, and uh, we really didn't, we, we become, we bonded, we meshed together, we, you know, become good friends. But it was our parents that, you know, they introduced themselves first and then, you know, got to meet, you know, through, through our moms and that. And her mom was just a sweet lady, God rest her soul. She's been gone now for 30, 30, yeah, 31 years now she's been gone. Great lady, I consider her my second mom. Um, she was always there for me. She was a good friend to me too, you know. And we become friends through our parents there. And, you know, once we got to the first, second grade, we started, you know, visiting each other more. We had the toys. I'd go to the, her house and play Atari and Nintendo, and she'd come over here. I'd have the Nintendo, and we just would share our toys and play. And we'd go out ride bikes. We'd go hang out in the park and stuff like that. And we were the friends for the longest time till the high school days. You know, she started getting in different crowds and then... Her dad, you know, got together with another lady, and then they wound up moving out in another part of town, which was a half hour away, and really didn't get to see her anymore, you know. That's just how life in general happened, you know. And, you know, she left, you know, and then I still had some friends in the neighborhood and everything, but then they started all disappearing on me, too, you know. And then I was kind of a loner until high school days, till the time I met Bernie and Whiskey and everything. Had another friend that lived in an alleyway from my parents' house. He'd come over. You know, he was grade school, junior high days, high school time. He started doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. We drifted apart. But early on, when we become friends, um, you know, he he'll go. He'd come out, hang out. We'd watch movies and play video games. And we'd snack Friday night. We'd just party, live it up at my house. And, We'd stay the night at each other's house a few times. We had our fights and that together, and and then there was times I fights and I left. I was visiting him, staying the night at his house. And we had fights and I left there. And, you know, I just was repelled by it. We didn't talk for days, and, and then we get back together and you know we'd hang out again. You know, we, like I said, we'd snack, munch on chips, eat sandwiches. And, buy ball cards at the grocery store in our neighborhood and trade cards with one another and 
stuff like that. And then high school came, he did his own little thing. He got involved with some girls. I didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't get involved. You know, girls didn't like me in high school. And, you know, we drifted apart. And then I didn't see this person for like 20 some odd years until most recently. I sold him a TV, come by and visit him. You know, he's good. He's happy to see me. I was happy to see him. We hugged and bro hug and, and that. And, talked about getting together for lunch and we still haven't been able to do that uh, my female friend you know we drifted apart there she did her own thing went out to Arizona lived for a few years and she come back when her dad had a health scare I was friends with her dad for the longest time and we've kind of drifted apart too a long time friend and neighbor her dad's cool dude and her dad was like an uncle to me, and we, I got to travel through him and went to license plate conventions and, and that, and didn't get to see him much anymore either. You know, it's been a few years now I haven't gotten in contact with him. I need to get in contact with him. And then we used to have blast on the license plate conventions, and he was a good friend of me too, you know. And, and that, and my female friend, like I said, she, you know, got married at the time, had a couple kids husband they wound up divorcing the husband's in jail out there and she moved back home and <coughs> I could reach out to her she's on my Instagram but we don't follow each other on Facebook kind of irritated me with irritated ir she irritated me was that I was always reaching out to her you know let's get together and <coughs> let's go see a movie let's go you know Let's go hang out and have a pizza or go somewhere and sit down and bullshit, you know. And I was always reaching out to her and she never reached out to me. And we had a double date one time, her and her dude at the time with me and my wife down at a pizza parlor downtown. And <coughs> we wound up hanging out. And that, and we, we, after we did all that, I think she come around just to want to see it, want to get an analysis of my wife, what type of person she was and being nosy and everything. And we wound up doing a dinner and that, and then after, you know, we did that dinner, we wound up going to a walleye game. We all really didn't sit together. We were in different spots and that, and it was a walleye hockey and that. And then, and then we just text each other a few times. Oh, good seeing you tonight. You know, yeah, we got to do this again. And, you know, she never reached out to me. And then I don't speak with her. Like I said, to this date, she likes a few of my pictures of my baby girl and me and my wife and everything. That's about it. You know, you know, I didn't have any friends growing up. There was people I wanted to be friends with. And, you know, it just didn't happen. I repelled people. People didn't fall that I was too nerdy, too clumsy too goofy, you know, that's their loss, of course, you know, and, you know, that's their loss, that's on them, you know, just a shame, you know, it's just people act like that, you know, and then it goes into the workforce when I got out of high school, I had my friends in high school, Bernie and our boys, Leon and Brandon and Chris Duvidge and Whiskey was there at the time. We all had our little fun friend table. You know, we'd do goofy shit. And, you know, we had everything happen in the belt and the cream cheese. And Cameron even came around a few times. And then he kind of was off with his uh, band. Yeah, I think he was in the band at the time. And Cameron, if you're listening to this, I'm not taking no, you know, shots at you, buddy. I just remember you were, you know, you sat with us a little bit. And then you went back over to the... You know, you're with your sister and the band members and everything, and you did your own thing. And, you know, you and Whiskey, I know you guys had your close, good friendship and everything. And just life happens in general, you know. And, and that, and after high school and everything, and then, you know, you go on to the work job, you know. I was come friends with them in the workplace, a few of the co-workers, but we never hung out outside of them. You know, the workplace, we just seen each other. We were work friends. we talk, music, movies, sports. Like I mentioned about my uh, Click podcast, you know, going into that. 
and uh you know we never really hung outside went to a bar or nothing never did nothing like that you know that was my uh, jeep supplier job there there was some go cool people there you know but we like i said we never hung out outside when i went to the restaurant jobs you know never tried to make friends with them and they just were repelled by me and uh, you know we're, why do we want to be friends with you you know you're too too much clumsy you're too you know, you're not what we want to hang out, you know, you're not the person we want to hang out with, and again, I repelled people, you know, that goes from my first job down neighborhood in the Mexican restaurant I used to work at to my job after high school, you know, never, they never wanted to hang out with me, you know, you know, I, I was pretty much, like, work friend was my boss over at the job after high school in the restaurant job you know we talked lakers basketball and everything and that was pretty much about it he gave me some days off i remember when i needed time off i had dealt with migraines for the longest time he gave me time off for that and and um you know he was like my he was like my only friend over there you know and then i know you know you go to these jobs you know you ain't really you know, you ain't not there to make friends. You're there to make your money, do your time, and go home and stuff. But you want to have, you know, you want to have somebody to share a laugh with and make the time go by, make the time pass, and you know, make make the work easy. You know, you know, and that, and I got over to Libby Glass, and that, and I, I got two friends currently. You know, we're more work friends. One. One friend I do hang out with periodically. It's been a while since we've hung out. COVID kind of put a damper on everything. And I got one friend we do hang out. We've been to concerts, Huey Lewis concerts, and we've gone for road trips up in Michigan to eat dinner. And and then we've gone mall hopping around and gone to Gibraltar Trade Center and bought ball cards and had to shop and buy things myself. And you know, we talk to each other periodically. We see each other in passing. I'm on first, he's on third. We see each other in passing, talk, blah, 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 talk sports. We text each other periodically, you know, and it'll be again soon where we'll get to hang out again, go out to eat and stuff like that. And that another, I got another lady friend. She wound up going to Vegas for me and she brought me back some E40 drinks from out there, which you can't get around here. She did that. I give her the money for it, and I've been to her house a few times, and we just talk about work, and she's been to my house once or twice, and if I used to be back in the day, I'd walk in the out there in her neighborhood, and I'd stop by and see her and everything, but we've never, her and her husband haven't hung out with me and my wife, and we've really never done the dinner thing and, you know, movies or anything like that, you know, which is okay. You know, we've, we're the work friends, you know, but other people in general, there were a few people in my old department. We've gone to dinners outside after work and everything. We've gone to strip clubs and stuff like that. But all that was, was just work friends. I invited my one friend, he, you know, I invited him to come to the house. He wanted to meet my wife, meet my daughter. And he just, that never happened, you know, and she, my wife had told me, you know, don't let it get you down, Ben. He's just, he just sees you as a work friend. You know, you're not a friend with him outside of work. And it took me a while to get over that. I kind of pissed me off with him for a little bit, but I got over that. And then we, we did a few things back in the day before I found my, you know, got married, got, you know, my wife and that. And like I said, we had dinners in the strip clubs and everything. And to this day, currently, I'm in my work department now. I have no friends there at work. I talk to people just to, you know, about work stuff, issues, you know, I'm not friends. One of the drivers, I talk some sports with him and that's really about it. You know, we don't hang out outside of work or nothing like that. The ladies I work with, I've gone to dinner with them a few times and, and, uh, you know, pretty much it, you know, there, you know, they've really never met my wife and, you know, never really met their family either and stuff like that. And I did have a friend there. It was a work friend. We really did never hung out outside of work, but he was a good work friend. It could have maybe possibly been out where we could have hung outside of work. He was an older gentleman. 
he wound up moving out there down to Orlando, Florida now to help benefit himself and his kid, his kids in a tennis school and that. And, uh, he wound up, you know, moving, you know, away from, you know, he left, he was there, me and him were friends for 14 years. You know, he made the work time go by good. We were in different departments and we were in the same department, one department, I left that department, you know, and then eventually he left that department and then we got together again in the department that I'm in now. And then and we just, we bonded, we talked, you know, movies and music and sports. And we both hated a passion for Kelly Ripa couldn't stand her she's a fake and a phony you know um you know he moved away and we still talk to each other periodically text and everything and he always would he he'd be at work and he'd ask me about my wife and about my daughter and i'd show pictures and he'd show me pictures of his boy and everything and he always inquire how she's doing how's my wife doing how's my daughter doing i'd do the same thing to him you know throw it back to him you know and once he left, and then I'm just by myself now at work. I'm in a bubble, and I do my job. I listen to my music. I've been listening to other podcasts on the radio and and stuff. And, you know, I'll probably never be friends with any of them now in my department now, you know. And it's going to be a long 19 years yet. I'm halfway to retirement. And, you know, if God puts me with a f friend for work, you know, that would be great, you know. And if he don't, he don't, you know. I got my wife and my daughter, they're my friends, you know, my parents are my friends, you know, I grew up with them, and me and my mom, we hung out a lot when I first got my driver's license, I'd take her around, we'd go down to the American Legion, we'd go out to eat and just talk about things and people and reminisce Seinfeld episodes and stuff like that, and you know, and then that got kind of tiring, you know, I love my mom to death, but I want friends my own age. You know, I want that wife, I want that girlfriend, I want to, you know, do things, guy friends to hang out with, and that just didn't happen at that time, and I'm just still, you know, I'm riding around with my mom and everything, and, you know, when I got to meet my wife, and then that kind of got me away from my mom a little bit, we still talk, and, you know, I always will talk to her and have fun with her and talk about stuff and reminisce about things, and, you know... But now, I, you know, I don't see my mom as much. You know, I'm busy with my wife and my daughter and everything. And, you know, uh, I want to jump back, going back to um, uh, a grade school friend, to the high school friend. Just throw this little, throw this out there. When uh, I had my grade school friend, he was around me. We were friends and everything. But then he was like more of a follower. He wasn't a leader. He never stuck up, stuck up for me. And, you know, I stuck up for him a few times. He got teased and then I say, hey, leave him alone, you know, but he never stuck up for me. You know, when I got teased, I got bullied. One of the bullies attacked me and that he would be there on the other side laughing, <laughs> you know, and that kind of hurt my feelings there, you know, and kind of irritated me, you know, like, damn, dude, you're supposed to be over for my friend and you're, you know, you're you're lashing out, you know, you're laughing at me, you know, that's not a true loyal friend and everything, you know, I'm sure now if you tell him, I tell him that and he would be, you know, oh, I'm sorry, Ben, you know, and that was a long time ago, we were kids and teenagers and stuff, and, you know, I wish I would have stuck up for you at the time, and, you know, just how people, somehow people act like that, you know, you know, they're, they're real, they're real friends or fake friends, you know, phony friends, stuff like that. Um, and we'll take a commercial break from that. I'll be back. And we're back. How many of you at home, the listener, is um, your Facebook friends, your Facebook, your Instagrams, your Twitter, you know, mainly Facebook of all your friends that you have on Facebook, how many of them are actually your friends? Your so-called die-hard friends. Your ride-or-die friends. Your friends that'll be with you till the end. You know, actual friends, family members, you know, your wife, you know, people that are older, you know, your children, you know, or teenagers. How many of them are actually your friends? 
For me, I have 466 friends. And I would say roughly I have maybe, counting my family and my wife and everything, I got 15 friends. Yeah. That's not that much out of 466 friends. Because you got to remember, Facebook, collecting friends on Facebook is like collecting ball cards. You get to see how many you got. You know, if you get all your people from work, you get the work set. People from your old job, you get, you know, the restaurant set. Just using it as an example. You know, uh, you know, you, um, high school set, you know, from the class of 96, 97, whatever. You get so many in a set. And when people from high school reconnect with you on Facebook, they really, a lot of them, 90% of them are not your actual friends. They just get on, accept your friend request, and they just keep an eye on you, spy on you, see how you're doing in life, see what's become of you, all the places, you know, all your pictures you put up, all the places you travel, you know, um, you know your, your wife, your kids, you know, your car, you know, things that you do, you know. And a lot of them don't, you know, they're not commenting. They just, you know, check you out and your pictures and everything. For me, a few times I've, I've sent high messages and tried to get in contact with some old people from high school and that. And it just didn't work, you know. They never responded back. That made me realize that, you know, hey, these fuckers are... These fuckers have just, you know, accepted me just to see what I'm doing, keeping tabs on me, you know. It'd be nice to hear a holler back, you know, hey, I'm doing good, how are you, you know. See, life's treating you good and everything, you know, and that's just not the case, you know. You know, and, um... It's, it's... It's unfortunate people do that, you know, and then you got your true friends that'll keep in contact with you on Facebook and they'll comment on a lot of your stuff, you know, and you guys can go back and forth with a banter joke, you know, and whatnot, put up pictures, laughing pictures, you know, if I, if our 166 friends, you know, if I, if I really wanted to delete friends on my friend list, I would probably go back down, I'd probably have 20 to 30 friends, actual friends, you know, you know, from family to my diehard true friends, you know, um, now, I've talked a little bit about myself and my life and everything. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's get down to basics. Let's talk the story. I'm sharing a story with you. This is all true. This is a story of friends of my wife. They're still friends with her to this day. And uh, I'm not friends with them anymore. They flaked out. They can really actually flaked out on my wife, but I'm gonna go into all detail with that. I don't understand, you know, what I've done wrong. I didn't do nothing wrong. I valued their friendship and didn't take them for granted and appreciate them for all that they did throughout the years. You know, it's just some people get flaky and jealous. Jealousy is involved in this too. So, I'll go back to um, December of 2012. I was about a month into my relationship with my wife now we were just getting to know each other we've been on a couple dates you know we went to a movie spent some time together and that and um she tells me you know hey we're gonna hang with i'm gonna i'm gonna use some uh, fake names here i'm not gonna put out their actual names we're gonna hang out with uh johnny appleseed and the dumb blonde now, Johnny Appleseed and the Dumb Blonde were friends a few years prior to me and my wife meeting now. Johnny Appleseed and the Dumb Blonde, they'd done a lot of things. Day trip places, sightseed stuff, and 
and that, and I think they've went to church a few times together too, and they all became good friends. So my wife, or my wife, girlfriend at the time, she tells me, you know, my wife now, she says, hey, Ben, we're going to, uh, we're going to go to a hockey game. We're, first, we're going to go uh, eat at a restaurant downtown, then we're going to head over to the hockey game. with a group of other people too you know nice group of people you get to meet everything I said oh, all right I'm ready for it interested meet some different people on that so we get down to the restaurant downtown and uh, at the time Johnny Appleseed wasn't with the dumb blonde they're married now but they he wasn't at first he was married in a previous marriage to a woman, we'll call her Tree. Yeah, just crazy. Um, yeah, and uh, the dumb blonde, she had a boyfriend at the time. He is what you call the nerd. We'll call him the nerd. So, you know, and there was a few other people too that I think was friends with Johnny Appleseed and the dumb blonde from their church. So we were all together for dinner, Ned, and I got introduced by my wife, you know. Hey, this is Ben, you know, and just, we just started dating, blah, 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 you know. Ben, this is the gang, blah, 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 and went around truck hands, you know. And I got to meet Johnny Appleseed and the dumb blonde, and, you know, and I met Johnny's, you know, ex-wife, Tree. And then we all sat around, you know, I had dinner and everything. Then uh, we all went together to the hockey game. We all sat together like all in the top row, watched a hockey game, and had a good time. And that was the first time dating that me and my wife, you know, at the time we held hands. It was the first time. And the dumb blonde, she took a picture of it, sitting us sitting together and holding hands for the first time. I think she still owns that picture somewhere. You know, we were just chopping it up, talking. You know, Johnny Appleseed, we were talking about sports and everything, and, uh, you know, whatnot, and we hit it off good, you know, we seemed like we were, you know, a cool dude, and he liked me, I liked him, and he had a laid-back persona, like, hey, man, you know, how's it going, you know, glad you guys come down, you know, and, uh, you know, so we did the hockey game, and everything was cool and dandy, we left from that, and I, um, You know, went out, went out to the uh, parking lot, kissed my, kissed my you know, wife at the time, girlfriend, and then I said, oh, it was fun hanging out with you tonight for dinner and, uh, you know, the hockey game, you know, I'll see you. I'm going to head home now. She was going back to, at the time, she was staying at her sister's, and then and I said, well, when I get home tonight, I'll call you, you know, we'll talk on the phone a little bit. Okay, that sounds good, and, you know, we talked about whatnot and everything, so, Times down the road, we got together with these guys, Johnny Appleseed, the dumb blonde, and Tree and everything. Um, they wound up, they're big Mexican lovers. They love their tacos. They were eating tacos a lot. We go down different few times, did a birthday party for the dumb blonde, sat around, had, you know, Mexican food for the night and talk and, you know, drink a few drinks and stuff like that. and Just getting to know them a little bit more. There was a New Year's Eve party. It was uh, Johnny Appleseed and Tree, and then the Dumb Blonde and the Nerd. And the Dumb Blonde had an apartment downtown. We wound up going hanging out down there, watched the ball drop for Dick Clark, and and that, and had drinks. And we played was that Cards Against Humanity. Did that and played that, and that was the first time we played that. And we all thought that was a hoot, you know, great game, funny game. You know, we just drank and just ate snacks and chopped it up and, you know, whatnot. So, periodically after that, a little bit into the next following year, I'm going to say it was about 2014, the nerd and uh, the dumb blonde broke up the dumb blonde wound up catching the nerd the dumb blonde she's a dog lover she's got beagles and stuff 
and he found and she found out that the nerd wound up assaulting these dog her dogs and everything abuse on the dogs and then they started arguing and fighting it was leading up prior to that that they argued a lot and talked you know and they were just not getting along with each other disagreeing the nerd and the dumb blonde went their separate ways and everything so the dumb blonde is by herself and then this which leads to johnny appleseed spending more time over at the dumb blonde's house and then my wife tells me prior to everything that the Johnny Appleseed, you know, used to go and tell the dumb blonde he wasn't happy in his marriage. He wanted out. And at the time, the dumb blonde was telling my wife, you know, I feel uncomfortable, you know, hearing him tell me all that. And, and then my wife, you know, said, you know, if you feel uncomfortable, tell him, you know, okay, I'm not here to hear your drama and everything. Tell that to somebody else. But she didn't have the heart and audacity to tell him that. And then he started going over there and he was starting to fix little major problems for her in the house. And there was some times too that they'd all hang out and Tree was there, the ex-wife. And that, and she didn't suspect nothing at the time, you know. He, she figured that he was just doing something for her, helping out, you know, labor, housework, you know little small things cost you know she just didn't have the money she was a uh, like a kindergarten teacher i believe still does to this day and that and she really didn't have much money and she's paying a high rent downtown for the apartment and that and he started doing little small things for her you know and he'd be when he'd be around her he'd be smiling and all like he was in love and so uh Fast forward, years go by a little bit. This is like the end of 16, 15, 16. She decides to get out of the apartment. We go and help them move. You know, we get them moved and that. And she moves out towards us here in our, in our about maybe five, ten minutes away from us. She's living by herself now. She's by herself. She sees that this house needs work. But then here comes Johnny Appleseed being the handyman. He's over there every other weekend fixing things for her and everything. And now the ex-wife is starting to get suspicious. And that, and uh, come sooner or later, Johnny Appleseed tells Tree, you know, I want a divorce. I'm not happy. I haven't been happy with you in a while. You know, it's, I think it's time we go best see other people and that. And, and then she founds, finds phone records and text messages that they, they were talking. He wasn't happy. She was sending him pictures and stuff like that. And then she just had enough of that, too. And they mutually, they got a divorce. And then I think they sold their house. There was another house out here in the neighborhood where we live at. They, you know, they went their separate ways. Johnny Appleseed decides, oh, I'm going to hook up with uh, the dumb blonde. So the dumb blonde, you know, finally decides to take him in. So Johnny Appleseed, you know, oh, I don't have a place to go. Can I stay with you? And she takes him in, stupid as she was. And, that, and then she's got herself a handyman, you know. One thing led to another. Now they're together in a romantic relationship. Romantic relationship is in... And then eventually they, you know, they're together. They get married and everything just recently this year. Now, the things that turn differently, what I see, you know, going back, you know, me and my wife, I decide, you know, I'm going to move in with her. It was like 15, 14, 15, we get together. I move in with her. We get our first apartment over over in the just everything is all in the vicinity of the neighborhood that i'm living in now there's an apartment complex and we get johnny appleseed and the dumb blonde to come over and help us out you know move and they more gratefully they, they did and i left my mom and dad's house and he come over and he helped me you know get furniture hauled in the truck and trailer and you know and we got moved in together me and the wife now she helped 
my wife moved all her stuff too and she took some of my stuff and everything was in our apartment and you know we got done with everything I, I believe my wife at the time she wound up cooking dinner that night and just hey thankful you know appreciate everything you guys done and I was like yes very thankful very grateful you know good friends like you guys and then they're all returning the favor back hey man no problem man you know and I had some car issues and I had Johnny come over and he helped me with car issues and that and he used to do a mechanic work down in the uh when you call that them uh what do you call that like a vocational trade center schooling you know he used to work out there and that and I took my car out there a few times and I let his students work on brakes for my car and my tire and my engine trouble and tried to fix my hatch and everything and again I was very thankful for that and he didn't want no money in return or nothing you know he's like oh man no problem it just gives me gives my students experience you know and you know, and, and I, I thanked him for it I was like yeah I appreciate it you know thank you thank you you know and that and then me and my wife we lived in this apartment for a few years we wound up moving out of the apartment and we got into our house now Again, the Dumblon and Johnny Appleseed and, you know, family and some other friends of ours all helped us move into this house. They took some time out and helped paint, got furniture moved in, got everything settled in. You know, you know again, we thank them, you know, I appreciate it, you know, thankful for, you know, thankful for all that you've done. Thank you for helping us. You know, we wouldn't be able to move without you guys, you know, and they both, oh, thank you, you know, no problem, guys. You know, you guys are great friends, you know. God has blessed you both. And they were Christians, too, you know, going to all the church. God's blessed you both, put you two together. You two are made for each other. So, time passes a little bit. Um... My daughter gets born in March of 2017. I'd say my daughter was probably three, four months old. It's in like May, June of eight, 17 still. They call us up in text message and say, hey, you know, you guys want to go up to uh, the farmer's market up in Detroit. You know, hang out, spend the day, you know, we get some dinner. You know, we can go into Mexican town, get some food. And I was like, oh, yeah, great, you know, grateful. And everything and you know we need to get away you know everything we had our daughter but we took our daughter with us you know we wound up going in the farmer's market we start having typical normal child issues child starts crying got to change the diapers a little bit unhappy comfortable you know we had to stop so often you know take rest breaks so we're hanging with them and these people, these two people are ones that are like to do the day trips and everything. And they go about their business and their ways and that. Um, so they're hanging with us and we have all these stops and these unfortunate breaks. And then I can see it in their personality. Like they roll their eyes like, oh God, not again, you know. You know, damn, you know. Couldn't they left the kid with the babysitter, his mom or her family, you know. Um, you know, they had their issues, but they didn't try to, you know, I seen it in their, I seen their, their mentality, their account, you know, their mental, I picked up on the vibes, you want to say. They, um, you know, they didn't, they, they got tired of, you know, dealing with all that because the dumb blonde, she still has no kids to this day. And Johnny Apples, he does have a couple kids and they're grown and moved out of the house and that. But they're used to doing their own thing. And then they have me and my wife hanging with them and we're slowing them down with the kid. You know, so they didn't, they, they played it off, you know, everything's good. And we wound up after the farmer's market, we wound up going to eat in Mexican town. And then and they decide, oh, let's get some pictures of the baby. They're both holding the baby and... And then she's, baby's crying with the dumb blonde. Dumb blonde's done holding her. And then Johnny Appleseed holds her. And then she gets quiet for, you know, Johnny Appleseed. And, you know, the dumb blonde, oh, look at there. Oh, 
you know, she likes you, you know, you've got that father touch, you know. And that, and we got done with them, we went home, went, me and my wife and the baby, we went and did our ways, they left and did their ways, and they wrote a little message on Facebook, thank you guys for hanging out with us, we really appreciate that, and blah, 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 blah. 18 comes around, March of 18, this is our daughter's, no, no, March of 19, this is our daughter's second year party, and that, and we didn't hear from them a little bit from that time from the farmer's market to the birthday party. We didn't hear from them. We maybe seen them maybe once or twice for a, a dinner a dinner date down at the Mexican restaurant downtown again. And that, but that was really about it. They never really came back and visited us at our house and never seen the baby. So my daughter's second year party, they come over, they get invited, she brings a gift she did a handcraft painting, I think, of it, and then some other stuff, notebooks and pencils and stuff like that. And that, and uh, they were the first ones there at the birthday party. And I'm talking to them. We're all good and and that. And, uh, and they're talking with us and everything. And she's in the kitchen with my wife and everything. And then they come back, and we're all sitting around. Now, here comes where everything starts turning for the worse. Family's starting to come over. Other friends are starting to come over. My folks are starting to come over. Once everybody's starting to come over, I'm taking my attention towards other people in the party. My wife's talking, you know, talking to her sisters and everything. And then I noticed, you know, I'm talking to other people in the party and that they're, t they're still sitting there at the table like bump on the log. You know, they're just look at the dazed and confused look, dead to, you know, like they're lost in space look. You know, I go about, you know, entertain the guests. My one, you know, whiskey Nick comes over, you know, get him a beer, get him solid. We go somewhere and we're talking and that. And then, and then all of a sudden I see Johnny Appleseed in the dumb blonde get up. You know, me and my wife, we look at each other. I, I say to them guys, I say, hey, what's happening? What's going on? Johnny Appleseed, oh, we're heading out, uh, she don't feel good, she's starting to get sick to her stomach and headache, and she's putting on this fake act, I, I was going on with it at the time, I was going on with it at the time, I was like, oh, you know, sorry to see you're not feeling good, you know, go get some rest and heal up, and, you know, let's get together soon, let's do another um, dinner date somewhere. Oh, yeah, we definitely would like that, you know. And at the time, you know, I'm believing her story, but I look at it now, it was all a fake act. She put the fake tears on. Oh, I hate to go, you know, but I'm not feeling you know, great. I got a bad headache. I'm going to go home and rest. And I just feel going to be sick to my stomach, you know. Sorry, guys, you know. Oh. Hey, and then they left. And that, and I told Johnny Appleseed right before I left, I said, you know, I said, you guys cool with us? Everything fine? Oh, yeah, no problem. I, I had, there was a previous, just a few, uh, it was like the previous summer before, it was in 17, I promised him I was going to go fishing with him, and we didn't make the fishing trip happen. And I thought maybe, you know, he got mad at me because I flaked out. And I apologized for it. I said, hey, I'm sorry I flaked out on the fishing trip. You know, things got busy. I got busy with the baby and everything. And he's over there, oh, no, no, it ain't nothing like that. You know, she's just not feeling good. And, and uh, they went about their business, you know. So we don't hear nothing from them, 18, 19, you know. Um, the brother-in-law passes in the family. They send a text message to Angie, you know, the wife, you know, hey, you know, sorry to hear about your brother-in-law's passing, you know, blah, 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 anything we can do. I did believe they sent a sympathy card. And that 19 goes through, 20 hits, you know, COVID happens. I understand, you know, people want to stay away. COVID's a big thing. That's all fine and dandy, you know. I don't know, you know, to each his own, I guess. But here's what got me pissed off. 
these guys were going doing all these day trips and everything, cool pictures, vacation pictures, UP, going to Michigan, going down to Indiana, going down to Kentucky. I think they were in southern Ohio. You know, they're posting up all these pictures, and I'm commenting, I'm liking them. Oh man, awesome pictures, awesome pictures, you know. And that, and um, toward the end of 20, the dumb blonde decides to delete me off of Facebook. I told my wife, I said, Hey, look at there. I said, so, What's her face is deleting me off of Facebook? You know, and we looked at each other confused, and she's like, Well, why? And they're still, and they're still both friends with my wife, and everything. And I said, I, I don't understand it. You know, I said I never did nothing to them. I said, did they see? You know, I commented on all their vacation pictures and complimented them and said you guys had fun, looking cool and everything. And and that and um, she decides to delete me. Around that time, she deleted me. It was either one of two things. I put up a. A comment about um, it was kind of a a little twisted humor thing, you know. And she's one that kind of you know takes things out of proportion, you know. If something's been posted, they you know she takes it offensive a little bit. But she ought to know that I'm not. I wasn't putting no comment out out on her directly. She ought to known that. It was either that or we had went out with some other people, other friends of my wife's. We went to a restaurant, figuring maybe, okay, she's getting all acting offended that we were all out hanging out together because of COVID and everything. And then, you know, oh, it's, you know, one of those, you know, get offended by, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. you know, they should be out, you know, during the COVID time, stay at home, you know, be safe, you know. But then, yeah, they were going out to eat in the Mexican restaurant and everything, and they're doing these trips and all these vacation places, and they're eating in restaurants in these vacation places. So she deleted me. I made a post maybe about a month later, you know, and didn't put her name specifically. I just said, hey, kind of surprised, you know, someone I thought was a, considered a friend deleted me off of Facebook. You know, it all goes into jealousy of my daughter, my wife, you know, my wife having her kid and that person, you know, not having anybody, you know, I don't understand it, you know, never understood why this person deleted me, you know, and just, you know, upset at it, you know, it's, you know, it's just, just a shame people got to act like that, you know. People flake out as friends, and then, and then my wife, you know, oh, I know who that's for. And I was like, yep, you guessed it, you know, Johnny and the dumb blonde. And so at the time, I was still friends with Johnny Appleseed, and then he wound up reading, and he deleted me. He deleted me as a friend, you know, and that, and didn't hear nothing from them, and then I find out they get married and. The dumb blonde sends a text or a text message in Messenger, you know, hey, come to my uh, come to my bachelorette party. We're going to be down at the Mexican restaurant, you know, you don't have to bring a gift. Just come and share a good time and eat and let's talk, you know, blah, 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 blah. And my wife, you know, said, no, I can't really do that. I'm working that day. And that and then another thing that pisses me off with Johnny Appleseed and the dumb blonde, when my wife's mom passed away. Within a two-year period, her dad and her stepmom passing away this year. Heard nothing from them whatsoever. Not a text message, not a messenger. Hey, so sorry to hear about your loss. But then Johnny Appleseed's ex-wife, when the parents died, Johnny Appleseed's ex-wife sent condolences and sent a heartfelt apology. You know, hey, I'm sorry to hear about loss of your mom i'm here sorry to hear about the loss of your dad your stepmom you know it sucks with covid and everything and and then but never heard nothing from johnny appleseed and the dumb blonde okay if you're my wife's closest friends why don't you send just a simple text message and say hey i'm thinking of you i'm here for you sorry to hear about your loss heard nothing from them so by them not responding to that just makes me feel that they're holding a grudge against us 
two people that never did nothing to them, again, like I said, they flaked out. You know, they flaked out as friends. They were we were all friends at one time, and then they flake out. I believe dumb blonde got jealous of my wife having my daughter now. You know, and she hasn't had a kid. She's getting in her early thirties now, and that, and she's not has a kid, and she might not have a kid because Johnny Appleseed, I don't think wants to have kids anymore. He's done with all that, and um, I believe it's jealousy. My wife don't think so. But my wife is still holding on to them to this day, still on Facebook. I don't know why. And I'm sure I'm going to run into them, too. If we all have it out and hash it out, I'm going to say my side of the story, and I want to hear their side of the story. Maybe it's all misunderstanding, but it just pisses me off that they couldn't send condolences to my wife when her parents passed. And, uh, and one thing, too, before I close this out, when all this happened, Johnny Appleseed left my... Jenny Appleseed left Tree to go be with the dumb blonde. Tree ran into my wife and, you know, I'm sorry to hear you guys get a divorce and everything. And she's like, you know, you don't know both sides of the story. You know, don't let them fool you into thinking, you know, it was all unhappiness and that throughout the years. And Tree wound up basically saying, you know, I'm done with the dumb blonde. She's nothing but a homewrecker. It's like, wow, you know, call a homewrecker. So she, you know, was leading on to things too, not just Johnny Appleseed leading on to the dumb blonde. Dumb blonde was hidden to, you know, hitting on Johnny too. And then we were just like, wow, you know. It's a shame, you know. Hit me up on Twitter, you know, do you have loyal, who's your loyal friends? Who do you have loyal, do you have loyal friends? Do you have friends that you had that flaked out on you? You know, shouldn't hold grudges with one another, you know. I try not to hold grudges. I am done, like I said in my previous podcast with my cousin. I'm done. You know, I'm done with her trying to get to know her and she didn't want to know me. You know, that's fine and dandy. And as far as her friends, I'm not have nothing to do with them. If we all wind up patching up our differences and make up, you know, so be it. And if not, hey, you know, that's fine with me. Um, thank you for listening. Um, check me out later on here again. I have another podcast soon with uh, Make Wrestling Great Again, the fifth and final installment, part five, with talk about AEW, the fun promotion, and TNA in their heydays and their decline. And that, and keep listening to uh, Whiskey Nicks Keep It Down. He's got some good stuff on there, and we and him will be probably doing a podcast soon. Alrighty, goodbye for now, and God bless.